0: Earlier today, it was reported that a helicopter went down in Calabasas, California, resulting in the death of nine people. Among those nine people were NBA legend Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, head coach of the Orange Coast College baseball team John Altabelli, his wife, and their child. Other names have not been identified yet, as the recovery effort is likely to take a few days. Well, this is not a basketball podcast or a wrestling podcast but this is still a huge tragedy that took place that affects people who were all about basketball sports or just anyone who knew anything about anything because Kobe Bryant was that big of a deal to our pop culture it's also horrific that his 13 year old daughter and the other people that were on the plane also passed our hearts and condolences go out to the entire Brian family, the Altabelli family, and anyone and everyone who was touched by them, affected by them, friends, family, etc. Uh, Our hearts go out to them. This episode goes out to them. Rest in peace, everybody.
1: What is going on guys, this is grab Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to desserts. And what is, well, what do you prefer rather, pudding or jello? Jello. 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 You're a jello guy. I am a jello guy. Okay. You know what's funny, I've actually been craving jello like all week. You know what's even more funny is that myself and my monkey had some jello earlier today and I... Asked her the same question. She is a pudding gal. Okay. Uh, Swiss Miss, to be exact. Thanks
0: for sharing Jell-O. I'm just saying. You could have brought some Jell-O over.
1: Oh, yeah, no. I I, I sure. kill like two of them. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was delish. Whatever. Major delish. I'll put it in my applesauce, but no big deal. I can talk about Jell-O all day, but we're not here for that. <laughs> we are here on that SoundCloud.com slash Grapples apps That's Grapples, the number Two. two? Apples. Remember, if you don't like that SoundCloud, we are on that Apple Podcast or that Google Play Music. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. Of course, I am one of your hosts, the very sensual. The very toy. Mr. Sunglasses at Night, ya yeah, boy!
0: Shades. Joined by my hetero life mate, as always. Ill will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. So, Mr. Thrill. Senora. The Royal Rumble. WWE's
1: Royal Rumble. 2020 has just wrapped. The road to WrestleMania has just kicked off. That's right. We had eight matches. We had surprise entrance. We had no title changes. We have a lot to go over. Not a lot of time to do it. So... Without further or dudes, <laughs> let's ring that bell.
0: <laughs> so the kickoff show starts with Shamus versus <laughs> versus Shorty G. Uh, I mean... Seamus and Shorty G for those who... I'm sorry, Seamus and Shorty G. Thank you. Formerly Shorty Gable, formerly Chad Gable. Shorty G. Uh, this match was, uh, I don't know, that's what it was, it was fine, it was a thing, it existed. Real, so, I think it was what, like two minutes into the match, mm-hmm. uh, Sheamus clotheslines Shorty G outside the ring, and that's when I noticed the ref putting her gloves on, and I'm like, what happened that she put gloves on? I didn't, I didn't see blood anywhere. I
1: didn't even notice this until, like, a couple of minutes Afterwards, Mm -hmm. where uh, Chad Gable, because I refuse to call him Shorty G, (laughs) is in the ring uh, prone.
0: Right. So that's when the camera zooms in on his face, and we finally see his ear is jacked. Don't know what happened to it, but it was a bloody mess. I was like, that's why she put her gloves on, because his ear has been shredded to pieces. Yeah, it's like. He um... looks like a Vander Holyfield after Mike Tyson.
1: I mean, I've seen uh, uh, mixed martial arts like fights. Uh, there was a particular fight in Force where the 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 fighter had cauliflower ear, right? And one of the fighters just kept, you know, uh, signaling it out and attacking it and attacking it, and basically the ear was falling off of their head. And Ooh. it wasn't that bad, but I got flashbacks to that. You know, right. It's like, where did he? hurt himself but yeah. was it was it him getting wrapped up in the
0: ropes was it uh, where was this because it was bleeding yeah i mean i'm exaggerating a little bit but it was it was ugly it looked bad i mean somebody bled more later on in the night oh right? my god we had plenty yeah uh but i i want to know i want to go back and look at the watch the, the show again just to see where it is at
1: least that show that part at least that part yeah Not the
0: whole thing god no um <sighs> Because, like, clearly it didn't happen when he went over, because she was putting her gloves on then. Yeah. So, so that means it was, that it was something that happened before that she saw. hmm So I'm trying to figure out, wh- it was something early. I don't know what, I don't know where, I gotta watch it again, but his ear was pretty messed up. I mean,
1: it's kind of hard for us to, like, pinpoint when it happened, because one, it's a pre-show match. Right. And it's a match with
0: absolutely zero stakes. So the investment so, on our side is minimal. Like, to, minimal, very yeah, minimal. Yeah, yeah. So. At best.
1: Well, all right, well we're, we're talking to each other. We're looking at the TV. We're talking to each other. We're looking at the TV. And it's like, oh, oh, he's bleeding now. Yeah. What happened? And they're not going to backtrack. Right so now, right. we have to backtrack on our own personal time. Like yeah, we yeah. don't have enough wrestling to watch. Right. Thanks, WWE losers. Or thanks, Scrapples to Apples for not, you know, being one hundred percent committed to watching. Whose side are you two-hour on? Two-hour pre-show. Whose side
0: are you on right now? The side of justice. Well, totally in the middle of cooking and everything. Like, What's supposed to do? So, to no surprise, Sheamus went over. Shorty G looked good-ish. I mean, it wasn't a squash. It was twenty. It, it was 12 minutes of... It wasn't
1: King of the Ring, Sh- right.
0: Chad Gable, Baron Corbin. 100%. It was 12 minutes of decent back and forth. Shorty got to get his offense in. It looked like he might have maybe kind of sort of would have maybe possibly won. Not really, though. But at the end of the day, I mean, it was a
1: chance. I mean, he was working the the, the, the Seamus leg yeah, yeah. with the angle and the whole the the ankle lock and whatnot. Right. But, but at the
0: end of the day, it was a bro kick. No bro kick put him down. That's the deal.
1: And you were not happy about how long it took Sheamus. It wasn't triple H, yeah, levels of be, like Yeah.
0: Pinning, but because he like, hits him with the bro kick, then he stands there. It takes a couple breaths, and then goes for the kick for the pin. And to me, like that's that that's super. It show it it makes Shorty G look bad. It makes him a little weak.
1: Worse than having a name
0: like Shorty G. <sighs> fair enough. Point proven. I, I mean, I get your point. I get your point. But then why Why keep him on the roster if you're going to keep doing this to him? He's going to be every big guy's punching bag, basically. That's not fair. No, I... I and mean, he's such was, a good wrestler. He proved that
1: in the Royal Rumble. On the King of the Ring. King
0: of the Ring. He's such a good wrestler. And he's... Has to suffer this—a dumb name change gimmick, a basketball outfit for his ring gear, and then like, Sheamus gets a bro kick him and then take a minute to enjoy the scenery before he pins him. Was not a
1: minute? You're exaggerating a little bit. It wasn't it was a, a minute. A couple
0: seconds. But that's more. That's
1: more than enough. I would much rather, uh, Shorty G being Bobby Roode's psychic at the time. Like, I agree. This is, this is this junk. this is
0: horrible. This is junk. Anyway. Uh, so our on. next
1: pre-show match, we had Andrade defending the uh, United States Championship against Humberto Carrillo. And you and I were kind of wishy-washy about this match. Not in terms of like our predictions, but it was like... Carrillo got hurt from Andrade uh, a couple... What was it? A month or two ago. Right. And he came back on Raw to basically make the save for Rey Mysterio so he doesn't get Hammerlock DDT'd onto the um, bare concrete. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was like, okay. Uh, okay. Like We right. know this is going to be the pre-show. Right. It's unfortunate
0: because... They're two good wrestlers. Yeah, I mean... I know you're not really crazy about Carrillo, but the guy can go.
1: Yeah, but he's pre-show material right now. Okay. I think Andrade has proved that he is... At least,
0: at, least, mid card. at least upper mid-card. At mid least upper mid-card. At least curtain jerker. Yeah. At least opening match. I mean, come on. I think both... So, Andrade for sure has proven his worth in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And Carrillo has shown that he could be that level, but Vince booking him to lose. How can anybody believe this guy when he can't win a match?
1: You're right. We've said this in the past. Don't my, get it. It
0: doesn't make any sense.
1: My thing is... Um, Both of them don't speak English well. Right. And it's hard to... I mean, Andrade is going to be better because he has his mouthpieces. Zelina and uh, Carrillo doesn't have anybody. Right. So, for me, again, a no-brainer match. No-brainer on the pre-show. No-brainer in terms of result. Agreed. But it's still a a pretty decent match. Yeah. Because you're talking about two Lucha-esque guys. Right. And when Andrade works with Ray, you get nothing but gold. Right. You didn't get gold here, but you got silver.
0: Yeah, but it comes with being familiar with the style. Mm-hmm. You know, you both grow up and come up in this style. Mm-hmm. You know, for at least for the most part, okay, he's probably going to do this. He can probably do that. I can probably do this into that because that's going to work because that's what that works. When you're familiar with each other's style, it's, just, it's easier to work.
1: I mean, there was a couple of high risk spots where we had the yeah. bo- both of on, them on the third rope with the, uh, the top rope rana. Top rope rana. Uh, we we had some spots here the only thing that I didn't like about the fi- the finish the of the finish. match I like the finish the finish of the match was was horrible yeah where you have Andrade basically roll up was it a a victory roll, right? It was
0: like a... a, a, I think it was like a sunset into a victory or something like that. Yeah, it was a
1: sunset from uh, Carrillo into a victory roll for Andrade and it was a 1-2-3. And for me, I'm like, okay, one, they're going to continue this feud now. Mm -hmm. Two, it wasn't a definitive win. Mm -hmm. Hammerlock DDT, 1-2-3. Right. So, in my opinion... This doesn't uh, add to Andrade looking stronger as a definitive win. I agree. Roll-up wins as a heel, depending on Who the circumstance is, of the yeah. match, uh the, pro, pro, the opponent is, uh, it, that that matters.
0: And it doesn't help Correo either. It's not like this helps him in any way she performed. It, it doesn't hurt him, though. It's another loss.
1: Yes, but he can say, I was rolled up. I wasn't beaten definitively. He's been beaten definitively plenty of time before. Yes, but, again, to if was elongate isol- this whole thing, he can say, you didn't definitively beat Sure,
0: you. sure. In an isolated, in a bubble, then yeah, but with context... It's pointless. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do any of many favors.
1: We're also talking about, like, Vince actually caring about this yeah. feud and putting thought into it. <laughs> We're putting more thought into it than, than Vince actually is. This is 100% fact. So they may actually just say, hey, uh, we'll do this on Raw again, and then Andrade actually beats him clean. I would not be surprised if that happens tomorrow night. Hammerlock DDT, one, two, three. Yep. Especially because he's uh, engaged to Charlotte.
0: Ugh, don't even. I can't even that that name. Just we'll <sighs> get there. Let's move on. So the show opens proper with Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Darn you, Roman! No. <laughs>
1: Darn you, Roman!
0: So this is a you know this takes place in Minute Maid Park. It's a big baseball stadium, and anyone who has been following along the story, you know that at some point. Ziggler, Rude, and the Usos are going to get involved. Which is exactly what happened. Yes. The match starts off in the ring. Most of the outside, uh, where both announce tables are used for... Well, both international, back... international
1: yeah. announce tables used.
0: They're used for what? Uh, back body drops? No, Simone drops. No, those are the ones on the outside. The ones ringside were used by Baron. Chokeslams. They were chokeslams. I, I don't even remember that. Early in the match, Baron hit Romo with a chokeslam on each of the announced tables that were ringside. Went through? No. Oh. It was no. Just like Bounced a, off. Bounced off. Yeah.
1: I am the table.
0: I am, exactly. And once they eventually moved to the outfield and whatever were the international announced tables were, yes. that's when we got Samoan drops through tables galore.
1: Two tables in a row.
0: Correct. Uh, they battled through the outfield, through some um, scaffoldings. We had Jimmy fly off... Of a uh, partition or a scaffolding, scaffolding or something area. to dive on to the you know opposition. We had a porta potty spot, which was a well, well, waste not, of a spot.
1: Let's not let's not just speed past the whole Jimmy J. Dolph Robert Roode thing. Okay, because you made it very apparent while we were watching. That they're spending way too much time on the outside guys Boy as opposed to were they. the main participants of the match.
0: There was at least five it, minutes.
1: Four four to five minutes of just where it was Jimmy, just DJ, Dolph, and Robert just battling. They get rid of um, Jimmy, I believe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, they're fighting Jay, and then all of a sudden, I, I can see them grouping together, and I'm like, Jimmy's going to come flying off of some area. Something, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Right. Wipes everyone out, and that's when we transfer
0: back to uh, Baron and Roman. Yeah, Baron comes stumbling back into frame. Yes. And then Roman comes flying into frame with the well, And Superman what did I say? Hand. I was like,
1: uh, enter stage left, Roman Reigns, Superman right. punch, and that's exactly what happened. And...
0: We're basically reaching the climax of the match. Or you would think so, but then it took another then we went to the porta potty spot was after that. Oh yes, I
1: yeah.
0: the very useless porta potty spot. So what is a now this is like a rhetorical question, obviously. What is the point of a porta potty spot if not for the visual gag of using a porta potty?
1: The last Porter Party spot Porter Potty spot we had was Kevin Owens where he came out like completely
0: in, blue in the blue, right, with the whole Braun Strowman thing. The whole point of using a Porta in any of your matches is for the visual that you get from it. Obviously, this is you're your, not this gonna
1: your heel getting their comeuppance. Yeah,
0: obviously, you're not going to do feces and urine because you know, duh. Yeah, that's fine. So they do that blue liquid that they use in the toilets. Yeah, but this was just. Nothing. Yeah. He put Baron in the in the in the port of John. He he kind of rolls like, it over, rolls it around
1: a couple of like realizing he can't turn this over unless he lifts it because it's on wheels. So then he
0: flips it, mm-hmm. and then Baron Corbin rolls out. Clean dry, his whistle. Clean as whistle. His whistle. Not,
1: not, what not, is the not, point? Not, not toilet tissue on his head. They did nothing. With what it. is the point? And that's what we were arguing. It Was like, why waste a spot like this? Whereas, the again the heel's supposed to get there, come up, and this supposed Ooh. to be embarrassed, especially after all the dog, the dog food it, and all this whole thing.
0: Nothing comes out cleaner than he went in. It, so, not not to like get super nerdy, but something that they teach you when you're when you're learning creative writing is everything has to mean something, everything has to matter. Whatever you're putting in your story or in a poem or whatever has to be there for a reason. A well-told story follows that structure. Wrestling is no different. A good wrestling match has a well-told story within the match. So everything in that match should have a purpose. It should mean something. What is the point of this? If not for the visual embarrassment comeuppance of the heel coming out with either toilet paper or the blue stuff.
1: I... Everything in my power not to call you a nerd, by the way. <laughs> absolutely. That's every. fine. It took it's everything
0: out of me. I, I am what It is. It's fine. You nerd.
1: <laughs> but you're right. You're absolutely... Like, there's no... There's. I, I can't debate you. There's. Yeah. You're absolutely right.
0: Serves no purpose.
1: Zero. So, what do they do after that? They start battling in the...
0: Around the dugout first.
1: Well, they're coming down the third line, right. technically. Right and they're fighting uh, not in the crowd but in the crowd mm-hmm. and then they make their way to the dugout and i ask you Mike, thrill does he spear him off the dugout into like you know the area There's between the dugout the no dugout
0: safe and the- area to, to spear someone off of the dugout yeah so i was like if you spear him behind the dugout you're going into the crowd that's not safe that's yeah. a lawsuit on your hand if you spear him off towards the field the gap it's too it, big. And ever since, I want to say, the late 90s, they have that barrier now. Mm-hmm. So had they gone over, they're going straight into the barrier in front of the dugout. Someone's getting severely injured. So the only way to spear someone is to spear them but stay on the dugout.
1: And so I, I called it, it was either going to be a spear on the dugout or an end of days on the dugout. Both were going to be ugly.
0: Yeah. And, and that spear we, was ugly.
1: We, we get the spear... <laughs> And it was ugly. But Roman gets the one, two, three. Cause duh. <laughs> because duh. Cause Roman ain't gonna lose back to back to back creep
0: fact. Against Baron Corbin. Word to the bird. Not a bad match. It was alright. It, it, it's one of those like mindless entertainment. It this was like this was the entertainment part of sports entertainment. Is What this was, yeah, this definitely wasn't the sports, part. right? Exactly. This is the spectacle, this is the hullabaloo, this is the uh, whatever. Make fans, uh, have fun. it
1: could have been the sports part because we saw two guys who were actually athletic, you know, for Baron sure. Coulton was
0: a boxer, Roman yeah. But Reigns I think these, these two have the chemistry of like a foot in a taco. Some people like feet tacos, all right? We can move on now. <laughs> 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 Oh, boy. Ask (laughs) Quintetano. Can we please move on? We're moving
1: on. Oh, my God. We're moving on to the 30 women Royal Rumble match. And I'll be damned if I don't go through every entrant in this match. Okay. Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair start off as the number one and number two respectively in that order mm-hmm. next we get molly holly i'm not going to go buy eliminations who molly oh mighty molly there excuse go. me there you go molly holly was in last year there mighty you go. molly the superhero was in this year that's right um i'm just going to go through the list of women that were actually in the match and then we will go to the finish uh next we have nikki cross at number four Lana at number five Mercedes Martinez at number 6, Liv Morgan at number 7, Mandy Rose at number 8, Candice LeRae at number 9, Sonya Deville at number 10, Kyrie Sane at number 11, which is pretty awkward because she's a heel and she's still using her face pirate music. Yeah. But I love Kyrie Sane and she can do no wrong. <laughs> number 12 is our Blasian baddie, Mia Yim. Number 13, Dana Brooke, 14... Tamina, because she's still employed by the WWE. Apparently. Number 15 is Dakota Kai. 16 is Chelsea Green. Number 17, Charlotte Flair. Oh. Number 18, I Felt the Glow with Naomi. Number 19, Beth Phoenix. Number 20, Thick. Oof. Tony Store. Oof. 21, Love we that. had Kelly Kelly. 22, we had Sarah Logan. 23, we had Natalia. 24, we had Zaya Lee. 25, we had Zelina Vega. 26, Shotzi Blackheart. 27, the. Was it the Princess of Staten Island? Yeah. Carmelo. 28, Tegan Knox. 30, we had Shane Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Thrill, yeah. out
0: of the two Royal Rumble matches... you just going to talk about 29? I'm sorry? You're not going to talk about the number 29? I'm sorry? Okay. You know what's great? Is that on uh, Wikipedia, when it says who they're limited by, it says herself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I care. So,
1: the match was going well. I agree. I agree. The, The match was going
0: well. It was going well.
1: We had... Basically, Alexa and Bianca, not marathoning it, but they, they went quite, quite a while. I think uh, Alexa went about 25 minutes. Bianca went about 30. Okay. Bianca was eliminating a butt ton of people. She had eight to lead the night. Booking Bianca very strong. Very strong. Almost a rotty strong. Stop. No? Stop. Wee. <laughs> Again, the match is building momentum, building momentum, building momentum. And as Thrill and I usually do, when you get to like that 24, 25 right. area, we're
0: like, right. who can it be now? Like, let's You count start counting down, down the people in the, the roster, that rumors, people who we expect, the possible surprises. That's when we start really like, okay, who's going to come out? What's you know, cause it's going to dictate the finish for yes. the most part.
1: So... 20, like I said, 24, we get Xia 25, we get Zelina Vega. <clears throat> so then we start that countdown. Who can be next? Shotzi Blackheart. Okay, no problem. Carmella, we knew she was going to be in there. All right, fine, 27. Tegan Knox. pleasant surprise at 28. And then you get to 29.
0: By the time we got to 29, I think you and I had counted at least four options for the so, final so two So our spots. four
1: options could have been Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot. Those were our four, uh, and Nia Jax. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, so our five. We knew Shayna was going to be in this. Mm-hmm. We it was going to be twenty nine or thirty,
0: right? We didn't know, but we knew.
1: We 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 had a, an idea. Yeah. Who do we get at twenty nine? <laughs> but first of all, using Billion Chuck's old. Theme music, Rico's old theme music, we get Santino Morella in drag as Santina Morella, his sister, who eliminated herself for comedic value. Where you could have had literally anyone.
0: And what, you know what's infuriating? Because you know. You know that Vince was sitting in your gorilla position hysterically laughing.
1: He's like, they're going to love this. And we would have much rathered an actual performer.
0: said Tina.
1: Especially because... It's such a waste this match was, again, we can't stress this, the match was going well. Yeah. The way they were booking this was going
0: so well. I mean, there were some things that because we were biased, we were a little unhappy about. Like, you know, people going out a little earlier than we would like.
1: I mean, I, our my biggest thing was, we don't, and I said this last, uh, on the predictions episode, mm-hmm. we don't need a Tell thousand yeah. different, like, uh, they're labeling them as free agents. But right. I would call them, they're quote-unquote legends, legends coming in. We, well, had we only th-
0: had two this uh, for this Rumble. Kelly Kelly okay, and so Mighty Molly. Unless y- you want to call also Beth Phoenix and that's three.
1: Here's the thing. Naomi is being labeled a free agent on Wikipedia. So in terms of free agents we have four. Mighty Molly, Naomi, Kelly Kelly, and Santina Morella. Because Beth,
0: no, Naomi Raw.
1: Oh, okay. So I have to refresh mine. Then. They have her listed as Raw. Because if you can see it from my, my thing here. That's says, weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, I'm gonna refresh real quick, It may be...
0: Yeah, she's li- the only free agents that are listed on here, are Mighty Molly. Again, and
1: no, she's still a free agent under Mighty. thing. Kelly my Kelly and
0: 20. Santina Morello.
1: Uh, we said that we don't need a Kelly Kelly. We don't mm-hmm. need a Lita. We mm-hmm. don't need a Trish
0: Stratus. Mm-hmm.
1: Bring up girls from UK. From NXT, yeah. utilize your RAW and your women's, uh, your SmackDown women's divisions. divisions. Yeah, you have people, in my opinion, who have absolutely zero business being in this match, like Alana,
0: who. But she's on the roster. She's a wrestler. She has to be on the, on the really
1: because she's on the WWE roster, not the WWE roster. <laughs> She can't even cut a promo right. Yeah, tell me about it. And then you have women like Beth Phoenix, who's a a legend in the... She's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but, I mean, some people may not consider her, like, worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Others do. I mean, whether you do or don't... I'm a firm believer in, like, she deserves to be in there. I wasn't watching
0: when she was doing her thing. I, I was. All I know is she's, you know, she did her thing. She was she tired. She's in the hall. Cool. Nasty, nasty
1: gash on her head. Yeah. And
0: she was bleeding. Bro, she was leaking like a faucet, and she powered through the entire match, didn't miss a beat, looked like whatever was going on back there, it looked like it was purely cosmetic like Yeah, the way she was performing. Yeah. But boy, if it was cosmetic, was it cosmetic.
1: I mean, it could have been a very, like, a surface gash. It could have nicked... Because uh, by the, the end back, of the
0: match, like, almost the back of her head entirely was red.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. On our Facebook page, somebody said her the back. Uh, we said uh, Beth Phoenix's head looks like spaghetti and meatballs. Right yes, Cause yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. But she powered through it yeah. and ended up being with like, top, top three, top four, something like that. Let me see, Beth Phoenix. I mean, Beth Phoenix was eliminated by Shayna Baszler.
0: Yeah, second to last. She was number 28 in terms of eliminations. Yeah. So she went out third. She third elimi- to last.
1: Yeah, she eliminated uh, Natty. Natty was shocked. Baszler eliminated um, Beth Phoenix. And then... We had the final two. The final two. Shayna Baszler and Charlotte Flair. And it looked... Like Shayna Baszler was going to win this match by throwing Charlotte off because she was in the push over the plank position mm-hmm. on the top rope. She gets her head around Shayna Baszler and eliminates Shayna Baszler to win the 2020 Royal Rumble and add another accolade to the very long list of accolades that Charlotte Flair has accumulated. In her WWE like career.
0: I don't understand. Did she sign with WWE and say, hey, look, I'm dying of cancer. I have 10 years of my life left. Let's jam-pack a whole career into 10 years. Because I don't understand otherwise why they're just rushing accolade after accolade after accolade. Why does she need to win everything right away? I don't understand. I don't understand. Is she going to retire in five years? Or in two years? Next mm-hmm. year? I mean, we don't know. It's, I don't. We, we
1: don't know. We don't know what's going to happen between... I mean, her and Andrade may want to have kids in the next couple of years. Who
0: so cool, would take to, rocks?
1: She wants to take off a couple of uh, years and, uh, and, and do the whole mom thing. Who knows?
0: I legitimately, <clears throat> the minute Shayna's feet hit the ground, I legitimately started yelling at my television. Everyone.
1: This was universally despised by... I would say 95% of the wrestling community. I, on the other hand, thought Charlotte was going to win, but chose Shayna Baszler because Will The Thrill wheezled me into this. Because Shayna makes it was the a most sexier sense. sexier pick.
0: It makes the most sense. She just dropped the belt. She's not in a program. She's not doing anything. She had a random match with Shotzi Blackheart on NXT a week or two ago. She's not doing anything. Time to call her up. Happens to be around Royal Rumble time. She beat Becky and, um, who was the other champion? Bayon. And Bailey, at the Survivor Series Triple Threat Match. Common sense. <clears throat> she wins at the Rumble. Yeah. And then she goes on to face Bailey. A, to prove that she's the woman since she beat her. But Bailey ended up standing, I mean, Becky ended up standing tall at the end of Survivor Series. So she gets over on her. And then you have the whole redemption for Ronda Rousey thing on top of that, and you further push this four horsemen versus four horsewomen thing. It I don't understand. Two plus two is four. I don't know why Vince is coming out here with seventeen. This is nonsense.
1: Because he this is this is going to be a very extremely slow build to the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing, and I I like you and like everyone else was suckered into that. They're going to build this four horsewoman versus
0: four horsewoman thing. How? If Rhonda's constantly talking about wanting to have kids. If they keep booking Bailey into oblivion. Wh- I know it's oblivion. I made it a joke. You didn't let me finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's very frustrating.
1: Shayna would be Rhonda's avatar while she's gone. Her proxy. Her proxy. But. Leading into Survivor Series, we had really Bailey versus Shayna. Not much Becky versus Shayna, so
0: there was no. All the way around. I'm sorry. It was more Becky versus Shayna with Bailey as like an afterthought.
1: No, Bailey and Shayna were attacking each other constantly. Shayna would go show up to uh, SmackDown, attack Bailey. Bailey went to NXT and attacked uh, Shayna. That's fair. And Becky kind of felt like an afterthought in this uh, triple threat match. I don't know, whatever. This whole thing just frustrates me. Charlotte winning.
0: Where do we go from here?
1: She's an 11-time WWE Women's Champion. She beats Becky Lynch at WrestleMania.
0: No. 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 Why for what? It wasn't enough when she won at WrestleMania thirty two? Not thirty-two. Thirty-two. Thirty-two, yeah, it was right. Is that enough? Is that enough that she had to be forces at the WrestleMania thirty five for no reason? It's not enough. I can't I can't I can't I cannot take this woman at the top of the card anymore. It's so frustrating.
1: Her dad. The legendary Ric Flair. Sixteen time world champion.
0: Yep. Over how long?
1: Very lustrous career. Very long, a lustrous We're not
0: talking career. 10 years. No, we're not. We're talking decades. Yes. Over multiple promotions. Yes. He didn't just, like... I I don't know. I can't... I'm, I'm just... As you were.
1: They're trying to fast-track her to the whole Ric Flair thing. She's got 10 Women's Championship title reigns under her belt in, what, a seven or eight year career so far with WWE. Like her father, she's won the Royal Rumble now. She's headlined WrestleMania. Rick has never headlined WrestleMania, but he's been a part of WrestleMania. Does this make the most sense? No. But if you're... If you're stat padding, basically, for sha- uh, for um, for Charlotte, Charlotte,
0: then, yeah, this does make sense. I don't... Uh, Charlotte versus Becky again? Like, we just did this two years ago.
1: I mean, in the past, this match has proven to be bad because they're good friends with bad chemistry.
0: Their best match was at Evolution. The Full Sky Anywhere match. Yes. I got four and a half stars from Meltzer. Cool. We're done. Let's move on. No, we gotta do this again? Unless what, Bailey's gonna drop the title between now and Mania?
1: To who, Lacey Evans at, at Elimination Chamber? I
0: can't I can't I can't I
1: can't. Unless we have Charlotte No, it doesn't make any sense. Unless Char yeah. Unless Charlotte and Becky are in the elimination chamber, Charlotte wins and then faces Bailey at WrestleMania and becomes a simultaneous champion. Again? So that way...
0: Two manias with the double belt stipulation? And that way she
1: gets 12th as opposed to 11.
0: None of this is good to me. None of it. It's all... I hate it. You're not wrong. I hate all of it. Charlotte is quickly becoming, to me, worse than Roman ever was. Yeah. Absolutely, because... This is like Cena-level stuff. I don't even think it's Cena-level
1: stuff. Because at least Cena got long title reigns. It's like, Charlotte's the champion, and then she loses it, and then she's champion again, and then she loses it like three weeks later. There, She hasn't had a lengthy title reign. Not to the elk of, of Becky Lynch, who's almost 300 days into her title reign.
0: Yeah, Mania makes a whole year. Anyway, let's move on, please. Because at this point, I'm just... Yes, yes, we can move on. So, next was the singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship between Defending Champion Bailey and Lacey Evans. Uh, This may be one of Lacey Evans' better matches, even though it's not great. About nine minutes, it was fine. They incorporated her daughter again, as usual. Um, I really thought in my heart of hearts they were going to give this to Lacey. I'm so glad they didn't. Bailey won.
1: With a roll up, not even a roll. It was just a pin. Like she wasn't it a schoolboy. No, she put the knees up on the moonsault, and she pinned her. But they said she held the tights for the three. Oh
0: right, 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 right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Even though she just barely got the tights at the three count. Yeah. Whatever. Don't care. Barely won. Moving on. Moving on to the. Strap match. Yeah.
1: For the WWE Universal Championship. Yeah. Bray Wyatt taking on Daniel Bryan. No. Mm. We're done with this. I hope. One can only hope. Daniel Bryan took a lot of lashes Mm -hmm. from that strap. I mean, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt also did as well. But, I mean... Daniel Bryan's back showed the extent of the lashes.
0: What I liked about the booking of this match was to A, no red light for the whole
1: match. Yeah, that red hue was gone which was amazing. And what
0: I liked was that for the majority of the match this is the most human the Fiend has looked. Yes. We only got his invincible Fiend at the end.
1: Yeah, when he basically hulked up Right,
0: he hulked up Screamed at Daniel to whip him, all, just lash him on the chest a few times, and then he gave him the mandible claw choke slam.
1: Yeah, and um, and out of nowhere, kind of nothing, finished to the match.
0: Yeah, and well, he pressed the comeback button on the controller.
1: Yeah, but at least it, with the comeback, there's like a transition. You know, there was no transition. It was like, ah, hulked up mandible claw, no. ugly oh, choke slam, and then one, two, three. And then he held it post match, his fingers in Daniel Bryan's mouth, and that's when DB starts to twitch. And I was like, "Where was this three seconds earlier?"
0: Well, the lights go out. He disappears. The lights come back on. Daniel Bryan is laying in the ring by himself. He struggles to get up. The camera zooms in on his back. That's you know got welts and lashes. He tries to make his way backstage. He's stumbling up and down the the aisle. He falls halfway up there. People are helping him up. He's pushing people away. Fade to black. Cool. Alistair wasn't in this match. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) The following match was for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Asuka. The story going into this match was that Asuka was the one person that Becky was not able to beat post- The man. She beat her last year at Royal Rumble. Beat her in a singles match on Raw a week or two ago. So Asuka was the demon that Becky needed to overcome to truly be the man. Cool story. I'm totally with it. I'm game. Um, The match was fine. There was a lot of good selling by Becky Lynch from Mm -hmm. his head kicks. Where Oscar would kick her in the head and I thought Becky was straight up knocked out. But then she'd cartoonishly come back to life at the last possible second.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say that this match was piss poor. Because it wasn't.
0: The uh, problem with this match was, A, it lacked pizzazz within the match itself. And then the crowd just was not up for this. Not, not into it at all. I don't know if it was being deflated from the rumble because they also didn't give much to Bailey and, and Lacey. No, I mean Bray and Daniel got plenty of love from the crowd, but this match was just nothing. The crowd was dead, um, and that doesn't help any match. You know, anytime that you can have a five star match, but if the crowd is dead, it feels like a two star match. Yep, you know. So I don't know. It was rough. It it didn't, it didn't have what it could have had going for it. I think it suffered from that. At the end of the day, we had. I also didn't like how many attempts we got at the, disarmer. Yes. Becky must have tried to put her in the disarmer at least six times. And it's like, I get when that's part of the story. Yeah. But, too much is too much. And to At some me, point it was, it was like much.
1: Becky's just tripping over Asuka.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It was fine, but it wasn't great. At the end of the day, Becky goes over. by Sheesh. So, there's a sort of ref bump in the corner where the ref kind of has her back turned and Asuka pushes Becky into the ref. The ref isn't exactly hurt, but he's like slightly distracted for the time being. Asuka's going to use that opportunity to hit... Becky with the mist Becky sees it coming so she kicks her in the midsection Asuka shoots the mist up straight up in the air and that's when Becky gets her down for the disarmer then she gets her to tap so Becky retains and defeats her demon that was Asuka fine match yeah
1: it was alright going to into the main event the men's Royal Rumble match. We all knew Brock Lesnar was going to be coming in at number one. And...
0: Oh, before before we go into the details of this match, I kind of want to go over the details of our new prediction system. Oh. So, it means. so, whenever we do big fours, we tend to uh, do a prediction page on Facebook with some of our friends. And... This year, I decided for the Rumble, we'd do something different where the final four would dictate a certain amount of points. So if you predicted that Charlotte was going to win the Royal Rumble, if she was in the final four, depending on which of those four she finished, you get a certain amount of points. If she was fourth, you get one point. If she was third, you get two points. Second, you get three points. If she wins, you get the whole f- you get the win plus an extra four points. Mm -hmm. So, that's just to set up a little fun drama that took place during the match between Shades and I. Because by the time we got to this match, with all predictions said and done, uh, you were looking... So you had Roman to win. I had Drew McIntyre.
1: Well, let's let's not just completely leapfrog everything that happened. No, no, I just wanted to set the stage. We'll set the stage... And then we'll get we'll revisit said stage. Okay. A little bit later. Okay. You and I discussed this as the tale of two halves. Yeah. The first half was Brock Lesnar literally throwing everyone out. Yep. And then we get a little bit of hope. We get Keith Lee, mm. our savior. Mm. And who do I call next but Brody. Braun Strowman. And we get Braun Strowman. And we get Keith Lee and Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. And this is Vince's wet dream here.
0: Mind you, this is right. Keith came in at number 13. Mm-hmm. So Brock Adner at number 1. So between 1 and 13, Brock was just sitting in pretty house. Yes. So it wasn't until number 13 that we got some sort of hope that maybe this match would not be a heaping pile of junk.
1: Boy, were we wrong, because Brock <laughs> Lesnar eliminated both Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. Yep. And at this point, I'm sitting here like, just end the freaking match. I don't care anymore. Yeah. And who comes but to save the day? Rick O'Shea. Rick Hocken. Ricochet at number 15. 15. And, and then Drew at number 16.
0: Well, well, hold your horses. Um, oh, well, they, they It was a tandem. Well, hold your horses. Okay, I'm holding, I'm holding. I'm holding. You take my pants off before I'm we get into it, the bed. hold holding, I'm holding, I'm holding,
1: So Brock is beaten up on Ricochet, and we get the Scottish psychopath who comes out at number 16. And... For some reason, it feels like the, like the... It was a
0: was a paradigm shift. But um boom. The whole The atmosphere. Atmosphere changed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I called Ricochet eliminating Brock
0: Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And I said Drew was gonna eliminate Brock using a Claymore kick.
1: So what we get is a low blow by Ricochet onto Brock
0: Lesnar. Well first so when Drew comes into the ring him and Brock start jawing. He's like, I've been waiting for this, blah, blah, blah. So then Brock's like, okay, you want this? You got this. He starts taking off his gloves to show that he's serious. He's all business. This is about to be a fight. This isn't a wrestling match anymore. This is a fight. As he takes off his second glove, that's when McCockett delivers a low blow from behind to Bork Lesnar.
1: And Drew McIntyre hits him with a Claymore and then eliminates Brock Lesnar to
0: everyone's joy. Absolutely everyone's joy.
1: I mean, you have people out there like, oh, Brock Lesnar was was dominating and he's having fun in this. I didn't care about that. I was bored. Yep. The first, yep. what, it was 20, not even, like 15 minutes of the match, I was like, don't care. Don't need to even watch this.
0: The entire time, like, my brother and I are texting and he's like, yo, this is terrible. Why yeah. am I watching this? I'm like, yo, I'm trying not to fall asleep right now. This is so bad.
1: She so had some funny moments, you know. We had MVP return to the WWE. Yeah. Brock Lesnar was kind of like dancing in the ring to MVP's music. Mm-hmm. That, that that was fun. And let's and we went through the the whole women's list. Let's go through the men's list as well. We have Brock at number one, Elias at number two, Eric Rowan at number three, Robert Roode at number four. John Morrison at number 5, Kofi Kingston at number 6, Rey Mysterio at number 7, Big E at number 8, Cesaro at 9, Shelton Benjamin at 10, Shinsuke Nakamura at 11, MVP at 12, Keith Lee 13, Braun Strowman at 14, Rokaki at 15, Drew McIntyre at 16, The Miz at 17, AJ Styles at 18, Dolph Ziggler at 19, Carl Anderson at 20, Edge at 21, King Corbin at 22, uh, Matt Riddle at 23, Luke Gals at 24, Randy Orton at 25, Roman Reigns at 26, Kevin Owens at 27, Aleister Black at 28, Samoa Joe at 29, and Seth Rollins at 30. Now here is where their booking for the Royal Rumble kind of goes off course. Because you had Buddy Murphy advertise for the Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. Yet, comes out with Seth Rollins at the 30 spot with AOP. <laughs> and they just basically try to run shot on everybody. Mm-hmm. Not try, they do. they do. Okay. You have Alistair and Buddy fighting... You have Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, who also get eliminated, are fighting AOP. And that takes off of, to the side, Seth Rollins is by himself. And Seth Rollins being the heel, basically eats everyone's finisher that's Mm -hmm. left over. It was Edge, (coughs) Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Spear, Spear. Claymore. Claymore. Double RKO. Eliminates the Realms. Now we're in the top five. No. Yeah, we're in the top five. No, top four. Yeah, we're in the top four now.
0: Yeah.
1: Edge, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. Edge eliminates Randy Orton because Randy Orton is kind of doing his whole Viper stalking (coughs) Edge thing. Roman eliminates Edge. And Will, the thrill, and I are sitting here like. Man. Here comes the Claymore kick. We didn't get a Claymore kick right off the rip. We had Roman on the edge after he eliminated. On the apron after he eliminated Edge. And. That would have been a perfect time. Claymore kick. He falls off. Yeah. But the way they booked this even was even better. I agree. Where Roman gets back into the ring, fights him off, tries to hit the Superman punch, misses, and eats an absolutely devastating Claymore Shush. kick. Gets picked up, tossed over the top rope. Drew McIntyre, who I called... An entire, uh, an entire two years ago <laughs> to win the Royal Rumble, better late than never, <laughs> wins the Royal Rumble, is going on to WrestleMania, most likely facing Brock Lesnar.
0: Yeah. I was happy. I was excited, A, because my pick won, and B, because of who was at left, Drew. Drew deserves it. I've been wanting Drew to get this kind of of a push since you called it two years ago. Yes. But, you know, it wasn't happening, and now it's finally happening, and so I'm happy. Hey, Drew.
1: I'm happy for Drew. I just hope this isn't all for naught. I hope that he doesn't lose to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania.
0: That's the only thing. That's... That's... Well, we got to see how the story gets booked from here until Mania.
1: They have three months. Let's see what they can do with it.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, so, overall, Rumble was... Well, before we do that, because we have a rating system for a reason. Yeah. Before we do that, let's do our huge shades. Your match of the night.
1: So my match of the night is kind of difficult. Okay. Because there wasn't exactly a good match. You had the tail two halves for the men. Mm-hmm. Then you had the black finish for the mm-hmm. Women's Royal Rumble. But I'm going to go out and I'm going to say the Women's Royal Rumble... For me, was the best match of the night in terms of the all-around booking of it. Now, did the right woman win? No, mm. but for me, if we didn't get the first half of a Brock Lesnar, basically
0: the uh, Brock Lesnar Gold match, e-
1: the ego boost, the showcase match, and we had more of the second half of the Men's Royal Rumble. For me, you know what. I mean, even, never mind. Second half of the Men's Royal Rumble was the best match of the night for me. <laughs> After entrant number 15.
0: Okay, fair enough. So, I'm stuck. Because I'm not going to give it... I can't say this was a match of the night when I hated the first half of the match so much. Mm-hmm. I can't give it to the women's when I hate the finish so much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what am I left with? I'm left with Becky versus Asuka that had no life. The Fiend versus Dinderbron in a strap match. No, gracias. Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Anyone, with Lacey Evans is not going to win anything for me. The two pre-show matches, and then the Roman versus Baron match. <laughs> Who's my match of the night? I... It's, it's it's very possible I, that there isn't any. I I I personally, if I if I can get away with it, I'm gonna say I don't have a match you of the night. Can get away with it. It's our podcast, man. We can do whatever the hell we want. I don't have a match of the night. I'm sorry. I don't.
1: I, I said it, second half of the Men's War Rumble was pretty entertaining for me.
0: But it's not. But it's the match of the night, not half the match of the night. So
1: then I guess for the first time in the history of the podcast, there is no match of the it's night. No night match for of us. the night.
0: There's no match of the night. I agree. Three, and now we do what we do. We do. Meltzer best. has his stars. Other people have numbers. You and I, we have topes. Here at grapple to apples. Zero meaning. How was this a thing? And five being oh my god. I want everyone in the world to watch this at least once before they die. So, Shades, where does Royal Rumble 2020 stand for you? So we always start off at middle ground. Yep. Not stomping ground. (laughs)
1: 2.5, right? Right. You can either go up or go down from there. And for me... There was a lot more going down than going up.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Them booking the winner of the women's kind of like dropped me down to a
0: 1.7.
1: Then the men's, first half of the men's match dropped me down to like a Mm
0: 0.5.
1: Because we were just so bored watching Brock quote unquote, dominate the competition.
0: Yeah.
1: And then it picked up in the second half <coughs> where Drew McIntyre comes in and he just feels like the real deal. Yeah. But other than that, it was just... It was... Meh. Meh. I'm gonna say, Royal Rumble as a whole, no higher than a two.
0: Totally fine by me. I'm I've, I've been sitting here saying two point five, because it's like this is the most average show that's ever been average. But then, you're right. The first half of the match and the booking of the other match, I'll say that too with you. The rest of the show was. Down the line, average. From if if Drew, none of it was offensively bad, yeah, none of it was amazingly good. Drew winning did a lot to save this pay per view, yeah. But the whole first half of the men's rumble and the finish of the women's rumble, it has to knock it down. Yeah. So I, I'll say two, I'll say, just barely a two because your camera work makes me want to give it a one point seven
1: five. Oh, we didn't even bring up the camera work.
0: Horrendous. Like the camera work
1: was horrendous.
0: God awful. this If we're talking... if You I like the, to use AEW as a comparison. Yeah,
1: because their camera work was shoddy at best. Not last week. Last week their camera work was amazing. Well, there was only like one camera on the boat. That's why. You're so dumb. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know, man.
0: Like, from the pre-show. I forgot.
1: I actually forgot about the camera work until you just said it. That makes me want to drop this down to a 1.75. Do what you gotta do? And I will drop this down to one point seven five.
0: In the pre-show, you had the missing Carillo doing a, a multiple backflips, multiple backflips into a, a moonsault. You had um, was it Edge hit his spear that the the first spear that he hit and the camera missed it entirely because they were too mm-hmm. busy on the crowd. I don't care what the crowd thinks about Edge. <laughs> I'm am i watching professional wrestling to watch fans react. No, I'm watching the wrestlers. You pop because edge. You don't pop because fan. Get away. Move. Out of here with that nonsense.
1: Yeah. I'm only popping if it's Will, the thrill, in the
0: crowd. Ayy. Hey. So, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it two, just scratching the surface of two. Now that you remind me for the, the camera things, I'm going 1.75. Works for me. Now, before we go ahead and sign off, I do want to go over the final standings for our predictions. At the top of the pile is myself, along with our sometimes guest, the big dog. Big sexy. Big sexy, Mr. Joey. Him Wait, and I have both finished. Oh, oh what? the big dog, big sexy, soon to be big papa. Yes, this is true. We both finished 7-1 and one on the night, but with our Basler and Drew points, Ended the night with 14 points each. A nice 7 points right there. That's a nice 7 points right there. So we doubled up Mm -hmm. our points. Uh, Coming in second would be his lovely betrothed Paige, who came in with 13 points. Jeremy, you had 11. Who? I'm sorry, Shades. Yes. You came in with 11 points. That's right. The Suburban Brothers came right behind them with 9 and 8. Hugo and Tom, respectively, had 9 and 8 points. Ray had seven, Amanda C. with six, and Alan... Our biggest fan. Our biggest... man, Tampa boy, you kill me, man. You went four and four and ended with four points because you didn't get any points at the Rumble because you didn't pick anybody (laughs) to finish in the top four. His his, his men's pick wasn't even in the Rumble. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Who picked Sasha? Because she also was not in the Rumble. It was Amanda C.'s pick. Yeah. Alan picked Alexa Bliss, who came out first. <laughs> <laughs> Rough night, Al. Rough night. So anyway, it's going to wrap please up... Please share this episode still. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to wrap up our recap and review of WWE Royal Rumble 2020 live from Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. As always... You've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com, slash Grapples to Apples, as Grapples the number two, two. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, wherever you want to listen, as long as you're listening. Don't forget to catch us on our social media pages, that's Facebook.com and Twitter.com, slash Grapples to Apples, as Grapples the number two. two, Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe, we do whatever you got to do to put us as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's what I be, that's who I is, joined by my hetero life mate.
1: Man of the hour. Man with the power. Too sweet to be sour.
0: Cream of the crop. rise to the top. Ya yeah. boy! Shades. Don't forget to catch us this week and every other week. Because an apple a day is best. Bruce is love.